0: Let's be honest, it's a lot of old white guys in power in those positions, right? So they're hiring the people that they know, the people that are going to tell the sort of stories they're comfortable with. And they're not really taking a chance on women. And they're trying to drive their stories the way they want them to be told.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the She's So Real podcast. I'm your hostess, AJ Joyce, where we dive in each week to chat with multifaceted women in the film and entertainment industry who believe in diversity and inclusion through their work and the media. I'm a digital creator and a black girl nerd with a background in fun movie reviews, film enthusiasm, and girl power advocacy, who's obsessed with creating a space for talented, badass women. Grab your drink and your popcorn because these ladies are the real deal. Hey, y'all. There are many other podcasts that came before me that have been making waves, like serious waves, with spotlighting women in the forefront in filmmaking. I stumbled upon a podcast newsletter with a great interview from these two ladies who are also indie filmmakers. Their podcast is called Film Regard with Tessa Marco and Carolina Alvarez. She's going to laugh when she hears that, I promise you. <laughs> so, and I was just so happy that the podcast newsletter that I was reading highlighted women in film for podcasts. That's basically what I do in self so for You know, I do music and entertainment also, but they strictly do that. So we are gonna be learning tons from them today and see what they're up to. When I reached out to them immediately, they were so cool, they were so humble, and they were just excited to be on the show. And you will definitely hear that through this. They are going to share their mission as a film production company telling stories from the female gaze and how they're putting more women behind the camera. They've also had their own experience again, so be mindful of that. Also, we're going to hear how they came about their podcast and what they can offer us in learning about filmmaking. When you listen to it, it's going to sound like girlfriends laughing over drinks. I promise. Like, we were giggle boxes on here so (laughs) sorry if there's too much laughing versus talking but the message still comes through hope y'all enjoy let's welcome the ladies from the film regard podcast i don't know why i do that i'm sure i love it (laughs) before we continue i want to give a special shout out to my folks at Bluehost. COVID has made folks really rethink their online presence for their businesses. Rather, you're a content creator, a blogger, a YouTuber, you have a small business, whatever you have you especially need a website there is no better time than now to start your websites especially with bluehost they're the ones that are going to get you up and running with 24 7 support flexibility and outstanding speed you can reignite your online presence just for 395 per month and i mean three dollars and 95 cents you heard me that's affordable right no one's breaking the bank here join bluehost today All right, Carolina and Tessa. I'm so glad you guys are on the show. I am like super duper excited. Okay. like <laughs> uh,
2: We're so excited. Yes. Thanks for having us on. Oh, and see man. That. Actually, Carolina. It's
1: like Lena. Like oh, Carolina. Okay. Yeah, like
2: that little Latina flair. That's oh, I, I like, like
1: it. I like it. See, I'm marrying a El Salvadorian man. So I'm, I'm getting my Spanish in there a little bit. So Carolina, I like that. Yes. <laughs> by the awesome. way. I that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think you guys are a wonderful duo, and one of the interesting things I want to know is how did you guys meet each other? Uh,
2: Our favorite tale.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we met. How long ago was it that we were in class? Oh, don't 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 date us. Like (laughs) a few years ago, (laughs) Uh, we met in an acting class. Nice. We just kind of talked about like how neither of us were getting auditions that we wanted to be in project, the kind of projects that we wanted. So we were like, well, everyone says, make your own content. So maybe we should get together and make something. And that was how our idea for our first project was born (laughs) before we even started the production company, let alone the podcast. And that was a Western.
2: Yes, which we can can definitely get into. Another thing, a part of the tale that I always like to tell is like, yes, we did meet in the acting class, but I brought Tessa on as like a very small part in a web series. She was actually playing Maria. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the details of that, but she was, we were like Latina characters, which not, doesn't probably work. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> but I just noticed, and this is something that I always tell people, like when finding a partner, you got to find someone who really jives with your work ethic, mm-hmm. like with your personality it's funny because Tessa and I like in class we were not best friends I did not sit next to this girl like we didn't even
0: really know each other other than like oh she's a good (laughs) actor exactly it's
2: like her hair it's very pretty like that was the extent of our conversation in mm-hmm. class. But even though Tessa had a small role in this web series, I just noticed that she was there at all the production meetings on time. Like she did not have to do all of that. She always stepped up and I was like, this is someone I want to work with. Look would cause.
1: you being on top of things, Tessa.
2: <laughs> you, I mean, I'm a Virgo. I hate being late. I hate procrastinating. <laughs> I hate being unorganized. <laughs> this is, I was like, this is my girl because the, person I worked with on that project didn't have that same drive and it's actually not complete because of it (laughs) so and I was also de-escalated or what's the call I demoted demoted (laughs) I apparently wasn't even given a producer credit when I was like I thought I did just as much
1: as you did Uh oh (laughs) that's not right I was
2: like okay time to go work with women time to get into the shit and like do it with someone who's going to actually show up so that's that's my favorite part of the story is just like Tessa and I did not come from like oh my god we're best friends we had like marks every Friday and (laughs) like just like thought of this dream like we just really admired each other's talent and the work ethic behind it so
0: which I think too like finding a business partner like we knew we would get along but like if you're just starting a business with your friend that you guys are friends and you don't know how they work as, you know, with the business, like, right. that's dangerous. <laughs> so I think for us knowing like, Hey, I admire her work ethic and that kind of thing. Like we became
2: friends after. after. Okay. Also, like, seriously. One of the closest people in my life. I mean, yeah, right.
1: we talk all day, every day. <laughs> even look, I'm I brought you two together point. too. So it makes me feel yeah. even extra special. <laughs> yeah. Totally. (laughs) Oh man. So in the midst of meeting each other, how did this production company become an idea, like a grand idea you guys wanted to do together?
2: Sure. Sure. Comes
0: back to that Western. (laughs) Yeah. So our first project, the Western, we originally wanted to do it as a film and filmed a like proof of concept or trailer for it. So that's all that we have filmed of it. But even that was like a huge undertaking. We did not realize we did not. when we started it.
2: We were like, what can be done? We love- are <laughs> like, what can be done in California? And we're like, Westerns, oh, so easy. We have the <laughs> desert. We'll get some horses. You know, we love, we love horseback riding. And so we thought, yeah, easy, easy. And then I think the role of the production company came when we're like, we need insurance to protect our assets, if you mm. know. all kinds of assets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <our> assets.
2: <laughs> so yeah, because yeah, there was an incident on set. <laughs> It's yeah, a things
1: happen. But She's like looking it at her like, oh shit, we're going there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, It was definitely worth honestly creating the production company and making it like an actual LLC and all that just for that project alone, because we could have ended up spending a lot more money if we weren't insured and, you know, weren't protected and stuff. So, cause like people have asked me since like, do you think it's worth doing an LLC? Can we just like have a name for a production company? Do we have to legitimize it. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? with it you know like Mm do you need to protect yourself do you need you know the legalities of it do you want to do contracts like because that's really what it comes down to yes
2: it's a business at the end of the day too which we're now trying to figure out because we used it as first as like a protective Mm -hmm. source to keep us and our actors and everyone safe but now we're like okay well it is a business though too so you have to always think about profiting. Otherwise, you of course, again, like, why do you have it? So that's always something important. Ask yourself, why? Why do I want it? And for us, it was those.
1: reasons. (laughs) Nice, nice. And I think that's interesting, because one of the biggest conversations along with women having access to capital is that they rarely do due to gender bias and many other things. Did you guys encounter that or just use your own money to fund your production company?
0: So far, it's been all out of our own pocket.
1: So we're hoping that's, that's going right. to change. Soon. Cash, cash, cash. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like whenever tax time comes around every year, I'm like, oh, that business that we own that we pay taxes
2: on and don't make a cent off of. Right. Um, you know,
0: that's how everybody starts.
2: So, My tax guy said that too. Said, don't feel yeah. bad. This is good. Like just give it another year. Like you're, you're, like, you're, you're building things. And yeah. I'm like, so, but that's- we expect that you know be you should expect that it's a business but Tessa and I like we really just did it blindly too we, we just kind of like went for it we didn't have to we were because like you said it's not like we were went to school and then figured out like you yeah, mm-hmm. we should set up the LLC and this is how you do it like we really yeah. had to like do the research and Oh my God, I a lot of Google search, reading Google on the, like, <laughs> like, the LLCs because there's all that verbiage that you're like, okay, what does yeah. this mean? Because then, yeah, you're you, we want to make sure we're doing it right for us. And if someone, again, if you get a friend involved and you give them 50% and later on you got to buy them out or something, like you have to always think about the future too on that. Yeah. And that's something that you just, we had to like read so much about.
1: Don't split, guys. Don't do it. Stay together. Stay together. Be <laughs> yeah. united. Be united.
2: <laughs> this one, she's just like not allowed.
1: <laughs> as great it is to live your dream as independent filmmakers, I'm sure it was difficult to get full support from family and friends. Can you guys spill a little bit on that note? Because I know that's the biggest thing, especially when I started. I'm all like, I want to be a full time podcaster. And not everyone understands, like, it's not your average nine to five job where you get your salary or your paycheck and you go home and yada, yada, yada. How did you guys navigate that?
0: Since we had both moved out to L.A. to pursue acting first, that our families were already kind of, you know, we had them conditioned and ready for that already. (laughs) you know, every project takes a long time to make. Like some people, they can just, you know, get a series out in a week or something, but that's really rare. <laughs> I mean, it's taking, taken us a long time to write and produce and everything. And I don't think people realize that like how much time and effort and money and all of that goes into it so like our western for instance you know it took months and months of preparation and then we shot it and we're we kind of set it aside we're still going back and editing it now it's not even complete and people are like what about that western you filmed years ago like when's that gonna come out and people just don't (laughs) really get it it. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: yeah so that's the tough part but especially like the process it takes to as an independent filmmaker you are most of them wearing many different hats. Mm-hmm. And so we were learning about those different positions, which we found out is super vital for anyone starting out, like learn about the different parts of the production, because even if you don't end up taking that on in the future, like you want to like hire an editor or the director, whoever, yeah. you know what that role is going to entail and how that person is the best person to suit that kind of role since you understand it. But yeah, like I like had to learn editing too while I was like, out right after we shot and that was really overwhelming. Yeah. And now I can do a decent job to where I'm like, okay, I was able to pick up the trailer again and work on it. But like, yeah, that's, we had to put it down. I was like getting so overwhelmed. But then we shot a bunch of other little things. And again, you just, it's the practice. And yeah. then I was like, okay, actually I really enjoy it. And maybe not something I want to do full time, but I can do it for our projects when we don't have the resources to just spend, X amount on someone else to do it. So you just, you kind of have to do that. And I think that's the process people don't understand too, is when Mm -hmm. you are wearing all those hats and trying Mm -hmm. to like learn everything.
0: I will say though, I think we've had a lot of friends and family that have been super supportive. You know, every time we post something, they like it, they want to know more, that sort of thing. And something... I would really recommend to people that do maybe just have that kind of like grassroots following, like just friends and family is don't be afraid to ask for support because I've had so many people, especially now that we're getting a little more like traction and stuff with the podcast that have been like, well, how can I help you? How can I support yeah, you? Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, listen to episodes. We need those numbers. Um, we're going to start a Patreon if you want to donate monthly. Like people genuinely do want to help and support. So don't I be will- afraid to ask.
2: Yeah I, yeah, I totally agree with Tessa. And I, I do feel overall, we haven't had people look down on us. Like, I think most of our friends and family have been amazing. It's more people like, not really understanding than like...
0: Yeah, uh, I got that. it. Seeing got what it.
2: that in between looks like. yeah, And that's why we developed the podcast to mm-hmm. really teach our followers or the community we have, like our friends, like, yeah, tune into that and you can figure out why. <laughs> why <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly the same way when it comes to here. I'm like, ah, if you don't know what I do, just listen to the podcast and leave right. me a review on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please. So <laughs> exactly. that's usually how I scoot that under the rug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So I know you guys were explaining in terms of you guys had to learn a lot of it on your own. Did you guys have anyone there or a mentor or someone you potentially went to to learn about these different things in filmmaking, such as editing and screenwriting and all those things? Or was it it just purely you digging deep and just learning it on your own?
0: I wouldn't say we specifically had like a mentor, but we've definitely learned a lot of things from different people that we've met along the way. I mean, I would say like I personally have some acting mentors, but like, yeah, as far as producing and filmmaking, there's been no real specific One person that's helped us, but especially through doing the podcast and getting to meet more people that way, we've made a lot more contacts. So we've learned a lot from. And I mean, I'm super grateful for all the kind of classes that we've done. Like even before quarantine, I am like constantly on virtual (laughs) summits and classes and all that
2: (laughs) stuff.
1: Um, Aren't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So you know, we unlike we're part of Women in Film. So going to those board events or panel events mm-hmm. and and hearing them speak and like just trying to like yeah learn from others we've had like you know we we would mentors in that sense but other than that yeah we we've had to like do the digging ourselves
0: it's and, been a lot of us figuring out what it is that we need to learn and then finding someone to teach us versus like one yeah, person that's it. like oh you guys need to learn this this is how you, you know so yeah people have helped us for sure we learn a lot from people but I wouldn't say we specifically had a mentor mostly just us figuring it out slowly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What would you guys say is your favorite part of the filmmaking process for each of you?
2: Oh, I think that's different for each (laughs) of us. Because I definitely,
0: like, personally, I've learned there's a lot of things I don't like about the whole, like, production side of things, which I'm so (laughs) glad that I went through it to learn that. Like, producing in general, just being a producer, I found that I'm very good at but it stresses me like out so much. that I'm like, I don't want to pursue this (laughs) as as a career, but I think just seeing it all come together, like knowing it's your creation and you're the one in charge of getting it made. Like that's a really, really cool feeling.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like at the end of the day, I think for any filmmaker, that is always like the like all that time and stress when you have that final product you're just like oh I did this this is beautiful or like even on set like when it's happening you're like there's always that moment you're like ah, but this is mine like this is what everyone's here for like you usually are too crazy to think about anything else like you're just like okay we gotta shoot and go but there is that moment where you're like yeah this is this is my thing and like for me it's like really creative director in the writing and the building the whole story. And even if I have to edit, I like the story building aspect there because you're telling the story the entire time still. So I'm such a storyteller in that sense and like, I love putting that together. So that's always really fun and magical to me to just see like from the writing to the editing, those pieces come together, but I probably don't want to do full time. (laughs) <laughs> she's like
1: I don't, I don't think so like,
2: I I, can't I think it. for our project it's like fun or like smaller yeah. but yeah it's just like okay so like a lot <laughs> I rather really stick to just like the creation mm-hmm. and uh Tessa and I are both actors so we like to to do that to dive into the acting of that yeah. so
1: I have to give props to actors because it's hard to get in front of a camera and to play someone else. And you have to be full on, you can't half-ass it. You, You gotta be full on. Like I was watching this old, old, old movie, Tootsie. I was watching Tootsie Mm -hmm. with Dustin Hoffman, you know, and he's playing Tootsie and it's like, wow, like you have like a dichotomy of not only playing the male character, but the female character and he has to go back and forth and also playing yourself here at home. Like that is amazing to me. So props to you actors. I got it. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Get your shoulders off on that one.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I mean like it's something both of us love like I I couldn't not act you know even if I had some other just normal nine to five like I would have to at least as a hobby or something you know but there's so many actors that I'm like I don't even know how they go there like I was watching American Psycho the other night and I was texting a friend of mine and he was like did you know on set they used to call him like the acting machine because he would just like start sweating on cue like <laughs> yes
1: yes I <laughs> yeah. read about that yeah and- Christian Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes,
2: that right. man.
1: So more and more female, female, uh, film- I cannot talk today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no female directors are coming out of the woodworks with some game changing films, including on the mainstream side. However, the percentage of female directors is still low, which is ridiculous. How did you guys both advocate to see more women in the industry through your production company and just on your own accord?
2: So I love that you bring that up and something even Tessa and I like were talking about this morning. It's just making sure we can make those roles for them in our upcoming projects, like do the relationship building. And that's by also having them guests on our show, like learning who's out there because that was just some things starting out. We just didn't know how many, we just didn't know any. We, we mm-hmm. had zero idea and I think it's as a filmmaker, it's your responsibility to go and seek them out too or find those platforms. And that's how someone can do their due diligence. So there's great resources like Free the Bid, the Women in Film Network and the African American in Cinema Society. Like there's just like so many different ones that you can go and support these women and find them if you are a filmmaker. So that's what we're trying to do is like, OK, what roles can are in our projects and where can we see? So for our stories, we really want the female perspective to come out. So it only makes sense to have a female director for sure in that seat, like for an example. So we, we're trying to do make sure we have that position full for them.
0: Yeah. Like when we started out, like we thought we were building a pretty big network of filmmakers that we were meeting, but they were like all men. And we were like, this doesn't make any sense. Like what, how, yeah, but as soon as you do the research yeah. and you start meeting female filmmakers, it snowballs totally because we're all wanting to support each other, you know? So, right, um, which start, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just starting to do that, that research and starting to build those relationships. I guarantee it will
1: continue. <laughs> Yeah, because it's just, like, I'm part of the Women in Film and Television Facebook group, and mm-hmm. the amount of women in there is, like, ginormous. Mm-hmm. And you would think, you know, you have this low percentage of female directors. However, you have this full group of women, and it still doesn't match up. I understand talent also goes hand in hand, you know. But at the, totally. same, at the same time, you know, you give all these different male director's options and basically a try and fail safe, you know, sort of speak, you know, they could try it out and they could fail and they can come back again versus a woman. It's a totally different ball game. Have you guys
0: experienced that yourself? Not personally, because we just Mm -hmm. haven't really been to that level where we've had to like, you know, pitch to a studio or anything like that, but I've definitely seen it. I've definitely heard, heard about it from people's stories that, you know, we know personally. Mm -hmm. And I think let's be honest, it's a lot of old white guys in power. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So they're hiring the people that they know, the people that, that are going to tell the sort of stories they're comfortable with and all of that. And they're not really taking a chance on women and they're trying to drive their stories the way they want them to be told, whether, you know, like Alexandra's story. Yeah. Whenever she, we have a friend of ours that Boyland. was, yeah, Alexandra Boylan that was on our podcast oh. that was saying she was pitching the story about this high school girl and the people she was pitching it to were all these like, you know, middle-aged guys. And they were like, well, we think she would be doing this. We don't think she'd be doing this. And she was like, have you been a high school girl?
2: <laughs> 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 That's my story. Exactly. You know? It's so ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like telling yeah. Greta Gertwig, like, no, Lady Bird went this way. Not that way. Like, <laughs> you know, like, come on.
2: And I feel like women then have to climb to the top that much harder. That's why we took on the producer role too, mm-hmm. to just to have a little bit more like grit and blood in the game to yeah. be like, yeah, we get it. And we're here and we're producing. And we understand it. And like, we can play because, and, but it, of course it's like, we're still trying to learn everything and be able to be taken seriously. Cause I do feel like we have a lot more to have to prove
1: in a way mm-hmm. still. All right, y'all, I have something to share. The secret is out. She's so real finally has its own community. Yes, girl, the realists. That's right. <laughs> I'm getting excited just thinking about it. This community is an extension of the podcast and the blog. The space is created for a talented badass women in the film and entertainment industry, just like my intro says, in order to support one another. You guys are supposed to share resources and news, network, advocate for more girl power on and off screen. Use this community for inspiration, positivity, expertise, skill development, think pieces, and much more. Ultimately, our mission is to bring your passion to reality with the support of these women. Have fun in there and don't forget to invite any other ambitious women that you know in the industry. You can find the link in the show notes and I can't wait to see you in there. Well, I think you guys are doing a wonderful job in transforming your activism, not only with your production company itself, but with your podcast. I I think just like mine, it's it's, it's like own narrative in a sense of how you feel about things in your industry and also the female gaze of it all. Can you guys explore a little bit what your podcast is about for the listeners?
0: Sure. So when we first created it, we were deciding, you know, what do we want to give to our listeners? So it was really important for us to be able to kind of show beginner filmmakers, like, this is what we realized, like the questions we didn't know to ask at the time, you know? So we really wanted to just share how we learned what we learned and how we got to where we are. And then to bring on industry professional guests that have been doing this for years and years and really know what they're talking about. So our listeners can kind of get everything from the, Hey, we had no idea that we didn't even
2: know this to the, this is the professional's take on it. Mm-hmm. And they've done it. And And tried it out, and they're always professionals too. Like they're not always like the top execs, and we like we do have people up there. But it's nice to also see filmmakers who are maybe just a bit more experienced as us. Because I feel like on other podcasts too, if you just have celebs all the time, it's like not relatable. It's hard to be relatable. Exactly. Oh yes. So we we wanted. That's something I feel like that's really awesome. That stands out about our show is how relatable it can be to someone who is still just learning and trying to grasp. And we always tell our listeners too, like, "Hey, this is advice or in something we've learned right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a couple months, it's gonna be garbage, <laughs> and we should try something else." <laughs> but like, because the industry is so it like evolves so quickly. Yes, it does. And media Very and quickly, like, like everything. So we even, you know, we we always let them know, like, this isn't the be all end all. Like, take what you want from it. And even from our guests, they say that too. And it's cool to see. The comparisons in some of our yeah. filmmakers' journeys and the other stuff that they're just completely pursuing something else. And that's cool too. Maybe another filmmaker's like, oh, wait, I want to do that instead. Like, I like what they're doing.
1: I, I like how you highlighted the aspect of having diverse opinions and perspectives on your podcast, because when you have a celeb podcast, they have every celebrity they know on their podcast and, and no one right. below it, you know, and that's something I strive for is to have the balance of, you know, you do have someone maybe a little famous, but let's go back to someone who's grassroots, you know, who's just starting, who's just getting into the grind of things and, and those sorts of things, you know, and I think that's great that you guys spot like that because it's hard to find podcasts that do that unless you're an indie podcast like we are so (laughs) kudos to you guys for that you know where do you guys see your podcast in five years because you guys are growing your downloads are off the charts i mean (laughs) holy moly it's it's awesome to hear Oh, man.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: I mean, I think we just, we want to see growth and whatever that means, you know, if it gets to the point where, hey, maybe we will have one season that is all celebrities at some point or, you know, who knows? I don't know. Maybe we'll mix it up. But really, we just want to see our audience grow and people get stuff from it because one thing we're really proud of is like our audience isn't huge you know we're still growing but they're really responsive and interactive and like we hear all the time what people actually think of the show and what they've learned and
2: and they seem to be really fans of each other too which is really cool like I love like the thing we talk about is doing some sort of maybe virtual film festival where maybe mm-hmm. they can all share their work within each other's and like get to really know each other's work on that because I, th- I feel like they are such fans like just based on what we're seeing on our social media so mm-hmm. I feel like it I guess yeah it's just to see how that community really grows and interacts with each other is what I'm like so I think we're both really excited about yeah.
1: I think what I remember from you guys is a pod um, Mav Daily interviewed is that it was pretty gender balanced for the most part in terms of Mm -hmm. listeners, which I thought was awesome because you know sometimes when you when you hear about female led you know or something geared towards women in terms of a podcast, you would think, oh well, mainly their podcasts, their listeners are just women in this category, so and so forth. But the fact that you guys have males there too? That is awesome. Like, how did you guys think that? Or was it just like kind of a random sprout of listeners, you know, in terms of males?
0: I think that did surprise us at first. We expected the same thing. Like, you know, we're this female led production company trying to tell women's stories and we have plenty of male guests on the show, but we expected the listeners to tune in to be mostly female. But yeah, I would say it's, it's pretty close to 50, 50 actually. Yeah. yeah, Um, And I think that it is important that we do include, you know, male guests and their Mm -hmm. perspective as well. Like we're not exclusively female. We don't, do productions where we have an entirely female crew. I mean, if it happens that way, awesome. But we, you know, we're, that's not a rule of ours or anything like that. So exactly, I think we're pretty right? inclusive. And I think that that helps and as well.
2: A lot of them too are super supportive of hiring women in their films that we learned yeah. about just recently, a recent guest of ours. She was a guest from season three of ours. He had hired her as a assistant producer yeah. or yeah. or a producer ooh. title and like he from the start was super supportive of her career and we didn't even know that backstory didn't know they knew each other it was good. we're like wait you were on his set for the <laughs> film we discussed in season three had no idea and so it's actually amazing to hear that too so like we, we really appreciate our male filmmakers too who are making a difference like that as well yeah
1: Awesome. I know as podcasters, we live for the reviews. What is the best review you guys have gotten from a podcast listener? Oh, that's a oh. good question. <laughs> cool. I know I live for I'm like, please give me a good one. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. So this isn't like a specific person or specific review, but I think the few that have been people that we did not know before doing this, that just found our show, you know, not through like already being followers of us individually or anything, just found our show and told us like, hey, I'm really glad I learned, you know, this specific thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, was it? It was a girl who DM'd was, me and like. And said okay, about well, learning I'm, about LLCs or something, yeah. right? Yeah. like
0: just hearing people that we didn't know that learned something specific from our show and are super grateful. Like that's the coolest.
2: Like, oh my God, <laughs> someone heard us and we taught them something yeah. amazing. <laughs> 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 I realize we were those teachers out here. No. It, yeah. That's like super impactful. Well, it's, it's for us. It's yeah. It just makes us happy to hear that we are creating some sort of impact because yeah, half the time you're like, is anyone listening? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, that's awesome.
2: think the guests that we then invite on the show when they tell us that they have been avid listeners and we're like super like, Oh, like we're a fan of you. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like, it's great to hear you guys been listening in. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, we're we mainly such fans of the people we bring on already. So it's it's awesome to hear if they they mention like, by the way, we've been listening. We're so excited to be here. It's like so rewarding. Yeah. Like, yay. We love
1: I am you. the same <laughs> way. I have to be careful because like I like geek out completely. Like my last <laughs> episode was with a stunt actress who was in Black Panther and the Watch. Watchmen, and she did the stunt acting for Angela Bassett in Black Panther and Regina King in The Watchmen. And I'm like, I'm going to lose it. Oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, I literally almost lost it, but I tried to get my cool about it. So I completely relate <laughs> to that altogether. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, one man.
2: time first, was, like Starstruck, or I wouldn't say Starstruck, but just like, uh, overwhelmed. I think I said like good night as a goodbye. The show. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, good night. <laughs> so I just like the okay, idea to edit that out. I just said good night. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I, I've said some crazy okay, stuff too. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. we <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Afterwards,
2: we editing, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So, with your new upcoming season, you know, for the future, is there anything new that we should watch out for in this section of your podcast? Yeah.
0: So,
2: um... <laughs> she's getting all jiggy with it. <laughs> well, you know. what tell it. I something so. Like, well, she's very articulate. I'm just like, hi. <laughs> okay, so she can...
0: <laughs> um, so, we are launching a Patreon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh. Um, for anybody that doesn't know what Patreon is, it's like a monthly, I would call it subscription. where you're like subscribing to all things femme. So you basically pledge to donate whatever amount monthly, and then you get like a reward for whatever tier amount that you're donating. And so for some of the tiers, we're going to do video podcasts, which right now, like we've just, you know, videotaped, and a normal audio podcast, but in the future, we're going to like tour the studio. We're going to demo some equipment. So there's going to be some really cool video stuff there. Right. And then also we're going to release some more like behind the scenes stuff. I don't want to give away all of the prizes that we're, that oh, we're definitely, sharing, but definitely, but we're really excited for that because yeah. it's going to be a way for our listeners to, you know, show us some support and allow us to continue making content and make better content and more content. So we're really excited about that.
1: Ooh, Patreon, cash, 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 yeah. cash. I
2: feel like for our guests too, it's just expanding the, the diversity again. Always we're trying to find like new ways. And we have a, in this season two, we have like a film kind of breakdown, which is new. We break down an old noir film that we didn't do before. It's really just pure Ooh. fun to kind of delve into that. And we're going to be guests in someone else's show kind of doing that, that I'm really excited about. So it's just like, we like to change it up. Like you said, we never have like a strict formula, but it's always, I think the overall theme is sharing our journey along the way a little bit and bringing on new guests.
1: I love it. Ooh, I'm excited for it. I'm going to revert back real quick because I love the fact that you guys did a Western and that you guys are in the Western. Really does it, does it roses? <laughs> so I think that's an awesome project and I love the females being in charge of them. What other projects are you guys currently working on under your production company?
0: So since the Western, we've done a couple little shorts and smaller projects, but Mm -hmm. I'll let you talk about our current project because it's really Carolina's baby. Like she's creating it. So
2: So I like to hashtag call it a femme noir. So it is going to be a modern noir set in the present time of Hollywood and goes into kind of like a murder mystery of like this actress's boyfriend who was killed and you, there's, like, the, the Italian film mafia gang action. You have some head-to-head producers. You have the femme fatale, but also the home fatale, so the male and female sex pots who are, like, battling the stage. So I want to, like, showcase the quality in, in that way and just really excited to... I love this genre I've discovered. I really love noirs and, like, the, the whole whodunit kind of aspect of it and kind of just the great, like we've talked about on it on the podcast that's coming out, I don't wanna delve into it, but just like the gray areas of like, what is wrong and right? And just, I'm excited to try and put on a fresh take to that in a present present day setting and playing with some of the archetypes that are out there or have been, and just trying to refresh in that. Cause it's got the classic noir feel to it, even though it's set
0: in present day. So it almost feels like a period piece, but it isn't <laughs>
1: exactly oh, okay yeah. okay oh, I'm yeah, looking so forward to this Ooh. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. you, you guys better share that promo stuff because I'll push it out for you so please yeah. no, <laughs> be sure to share <laughs> yeah
2: so we're excited and I, again Tessa and I just like we love the like period pieces so we're excited to kind of like act and play that fun character dialogue because I've added a touch of that in the script but not getting too drawn away because back then you know our boy Humphrey Bogart, he would just <laughs> spit it out and it's just like, it's, I think it's delicious, but we wanted to again, give it a modern day flair. So it's not as monolog but you got a couple good ones in there for sure. So we're just yeah. excited to like play with that. Yeah. And like, I'm just excited for the whole thing. Like I, costumes, the color, like just seeing all of that in, in my head and like playing it with Tessa, like just getting to build that world has been so like exciting it's just then you go back to the script and writing it and it's just like, that takes time. It just does. Yeah. So it's like, we're excited to that we've have a solid proof of concept written now and we've even submitted it to a couple of film festivals. Then got placed. fingers and, crossed fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, no, we've, we've already like been able to get recognition there and placed and good feedback. So it's just like, okay, like, we're doing something. Because really <laughs> like, you know, again, like we're just doing it, you know, and getting advice from people. And I'm hoping to get a script consultant to work with just to, that we've had on the show, Pilara Lissandra. She's amazing. She's done a lot of work here in Hollywood. So I just, I want to like, yeah, again, that's another way to, to work with women and, and build our skill set. So yeah, we're really excited to see that take off and and bring back the Western. We want to still do that full thing. We just, again, we want to have like a multiple projects to kind of work with and see what kind of hits first. <laughs> kind of I'm excited. I'm so excited, that for, sure I'm so excited for this.
1: Oh, I will you. be, I will definitely be waiting for this. Please share it along. <laughs> we
0: are still like in the pre-pre-production right now, but like, we'll keep you updated. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. You guys are both very successful. I'm very proud of you to even just, you have your own production company and you're also advocating via on your podcast as well. And your actresses, like this is awesome, all in one. I would like to know what would be your advice for women who are looking to do something similar, just like you guys are?
0: I say definitely do the research, but also just do it you know, don't waste years and thousands of dollars in film school. If you don't feel like you need to go to film school, don't keep putting it off because you're saving money to move out to LA. Like do what little research that'll get you started. So you're not going in totally blind, but then just do it because you're going to learn so much on the job. A hundred percent. Um, what she said, (laughs)
2: like just, I think when we could have maybe like done a little bit more research, as to what a production company is and all the things about it. But at the end of the day, we would not take it back any of the lessons we've learned by just going ahead into it blindly, even with the whole Western thing. Like, people are still excited to hear that we've even attempted that and like want to know, like want to hear about that project. And we just, I, we would have not learned what we know today by not having done that first project. Yeah. And yes, it did cost a lot of money. And yes, it, t- it takes a lot of time, but so is anything. That you are trying to do and build. So why delay that for yourself? And fear is huge. Are you kidding? Like we like that's just something you have to just be prepared for. And you know it takes time and to like build that confidence. But you'll only know it if you actually try, than just not trying. And you can't fail because maybe you don't reach the goals that you want to reach
0: yet. But in the end, like through the process, you're going to learn a ton you're probably going to make something, (laughs) whether it's, you know, quite the quality you wanted or not, you're going to have a product that you made. Like you really can't fail unless you just don't do it. That's the only failing there is.
2: Exactly. And if you follow, like for anyone out there too, that you look back at your favorite director's first works, they weren't like box office hits. It's not that it's not possible. That's something I'm like battling with myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pour all this time and money into that this new project, what if it just doesn't come out to be the, the vision I want? Because again, I'm not like some super experienced film director, filmmaker, like that's something I have to condition myself. And I'm like, but there's still a small percentage, small, but there's still a chance. It could be just great enough that it does take us to the next step in our careers, right? Mm-hmm. It does get seen and it's something we can say, yeah, we completed and did. Cause no, <laughs> you know, I have a book here. It says my first movies, like I've read a lot about them and, and yes, yeah, some of them still are kind of cult classics, even if they weren't the greatest production, like, cause they didn't have the funds to do it, you know, this big produced film, but still turned out to be something that they can look back on and be like, we did it. And some of it did end up being really cool. And some others are like, we have to produce our next 10 films. And something to remember too, is a lot
0: of famous actors, directors, whatever famous people, you don't ever get to see their first works. You know, like a lot of actors Mm -hmm. that You know, you look at their IMDb and you see their first movie, but it's like, you know, Brad Pitt was the star in whatever, in 1980, whatever. You know, that wasn't his first movie, you know? so That's true. A lot of normal people don't even see, like, the iceberg under the water kind of thing. Everything that came before that person got any recognition. So that's something to remember,
2: too. Yeah, I think so.
1: All right. Listeners, I hope you guys hear that, because they are dropping some gems. so... (laughs) so before before we shift out because uh, we're wrapping up a little bit, ladies, I do a section called "The Keep It Real Area," where I just give a little bit to the audience to see how you are and they see you know from your point of view, so you guys ready? All yeah. right, here we go. What's your favorite movie genre?
0: I love period piece dramas. That's like what I want to do as an actor. But I also love horror. Like everything from like the
2: terrible like B-movies to like awesome, like psychological. I just love everything scary. All right, <laughs> all right. I can definitely dig my t- sink my teeth into that as well. Given the period fees, I love like thriller, horror classics. But I think my favorite from like just growing up has always been foreign cinema. Um, Mm. My parents are, uh, I'm first generation here. So my mom's from Poland, my dad's from Colombia. So growing up, I've always had this international like fusion in the home. And like, I was the kid listening to like opera because my mom was like super classical, (laughs) but also *Bossa Nova, because that was like (laughs) South American. So that translated then into film. And so like, I love like, the, the realness and those stories. And they're not always like happy endings. So it could be really sad, Definitely. but I love the messages. Like you really get to learn what it's like to live in a certain time or country and what that society is going through. And I, I love that. Cause then I, I want to bring that into my films. And if I could really speak another language in a film in the future, like an yeah. act in that, that would be really, I love languages. So I feel like that would be really fun for me to do. I also love when a movie doesn't have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I know. laughs>
2: I'm like, that's like a real story. Like, yes, yes. that's different. You yes. know? Yeah. Tess and I really like relate. To, like we, we just have that in common. So yeah. I think the realness in the like foreign cinema tends to like really like I I enjoy because I do feel like it's more real. Mm-hmm. Like Parasite, for instance, that one Oscar. I'm glad
1: you brought that up.
2: Yeah, like, literally <laughs> one of my new favorite films. So I just love like yeah that <laughs> that. That wasn't quite a happy ending there. It yeah, sure wasn't.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it just, but it brought real insight to like a cultural societal conflict that was happening and it can happen in any country too. Like it's relatable across the yeah. world, like across different continents. <laughs>
1: so, oh, definitely. Um, definitely. definitely. Yeah. That, that movie is such a game changer. Oh man. It's okay. on know, a whole nother level.
2: I am obsessed with it. I love it. <laughs>
1: it's I think it's still on Hulu if I remember correctly
2: but I also loved Uncut show. Gems that was also my favorite movie. oh yeah my favorite movie of the year and that was also dark and that was also a little crazy I keep telling Tess she needs to watch it yeah and I keep like, <laughs> like Adam Sandler's best performance all time because again yes. like, me and her both were not like adam sandler's like biggest fan so we're not into comedies that much that's the thing. i do like comedy but i don't like his brand of comedy i'm sorry it's just not my no thing. it's
1: all good so you, kind of you know of- the water oh. boys as close as i get that's for yeah. my that's yeah. my for for his but no he was excellent in uncut gems i love to see comedians when they get in serious roles i love it mm-hmm. it's like when you saw robin williams in goodwill hunting like yeah. that yeah. role is superb herb you know i love seeing those shift in things so Did you
2: see the show maniac by chance and what no i
1: haven't but i've heard of it
2: um I like, i'm I don't blanking know, on I his name but he also just killed it in this role with emma stone who also tends to play more comedy like they're just so serious
1: nicholas holt that's probably his name Nicholas, oh. i think so
2: maybe he was in one of the actors you no, there's another. was
1: I I know who you talked about it's like at the tip of my tongue darn
2: yeah, I need to yeah but if anyone sees that's also a freaking fantastic series and there was a lot of I feel like It was kind of funny, but not it was in a dark way. I love dark, like comedy, so that's that's what's going to do with noirs, which is what I'm excited or The crime thrillers, yeah. So, like Fargo, like that's a classic, it's like that tongue in cheek kind (laughs) of, like, all
1: right,
2: yeah, yeah, we dark over here, (laughs) (laughs) real dark, but I like it. Especially on the show, like especially me, I'm very extra. I'm like hi, but like like, depressing, dark shit over here.
1: I love it. No, I I get you. I love watching like very serious movies. Like the other day, I was watching A Beautiful Mind, and someone's like, "Oh my god, where are you? What is wrong with you? You know?" And I'm like. That and because
0: I had seen it like years and years ago,
1: mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. watched it. and I,
0: This isn't really a spoiler, but if you've seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I, the part where they give him the pen, I was like, oh, They're gonna give him the pen! I, I, I <laughs> sobbed because I forgot that happened, but I like knew in that moment it was going to. <laughs>
1: And when I watch it, I'm going to look at his pin. I'm going to remember you. (laughs) Like instant sobbing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, ladies, we'll shift gears here. All right. Who is you guys' favorite actors? Oh man.
0: For me, I'm my favorite actors are always changing because I'm always discovering somebody new, even if they're not new, like they're new to me. So yeah, I don't know. It's
2: hard to say. I feel like my
0: answer always changes for that.
2: (laughs) Especially now being a filmmaker too. And like, you want to think big Picture like I can actually potentially have one of these actors in a film or something we're producing and like work with, which is Mm -hmm. so exciting. And that so then I end up just like falling in love with people too in that way too. It's like, oh, like I could totally, I would love to do a role with them or not even in a project, but just in life. So it's just like, it's hard to say because I feel like we end up watching different things based on like our projects too I feel like we we fell in love with the noirs recently so and then when we're doing western research so it's always like we're always like changing our our rolodex of people that we like start to like fall in love with so yeah I don't know if I could I mean like Natalie Portman, Meryl Streep, uh, <laughs> 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 like the Streep, it's like you know who
0: I am starting to fall say. in love with more is Tilda Swinton because every oh, time I learn oh, yes. something I'm like how is, she's so versatile. She can literally play
1: anything. <laughs> she is amazing. Like Til Oh my God. So thank you for bringing her up. I love ah. Tilda. She's amazing. I, I think the first time I've ever seen her, like just as a kid in a in a movie, was uh the Chronicles of Narnia. You mm-hmm. know, and just you know, way back I guess when I was watching game. I was like, damn, she went from Chronicles to this, to that, to, to look where she is now. Like, she is so versatile in what she does. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yes. I'd like yeah. to, like,
2: shout out Tony Collette and, like, Allison Janney. Like, yes. they're, like, women that I'd feel like end up playing such, usually the antagonist at, to a lot of these films. Oh, yeah. always kill it in their roles. Like, I love, I love their the way they act. So they're, they're, they're my recent, like, kind of fans. Oh, I like,
1: uh, who is it? He's another one
2: I've recently fallen in love with.
1: Oh, who, who, who?
2: Oh, sorry. Uh,
0: Frances McDormand.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, You guys got a whole slate of women that I just love too myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it is hard to pick your, like, your favorite actor in general. And is
2: also, like, killing it for me lately. Like, I have to say... Her like the little fires and the other big little lies. (laughs) There's a little, little little everything. (laughs) But I'm like she. She's doing her like yeah. She she just like plays her role very well. So I I'm just like yeah. There's a lot of women out there doing kicking butt.
1: So many women kicking butt. Oh my gosh. All right, ladies. Here's my last one. What is your favorite movie right now, since most of us are either stuck in the house or have more time at home?
2: I just said Uncut Gems, because I watched that again, like, the other day. So, like, I was just like, I love this film. So, again, if you guys haven't seen that, you have to see that one. But what
0: else? I don't know. I personally have been catching up on, like, my whole list of, like, films that people have recommended to me, like, over the years. (laughs) I've kept a big list on my phone. Well, I'm just kind of playing catch up <laughs> right now. I don't know that I have like a favorite movie from like right now, you know, that I hadn't seen until recently. It's a um, tough one.
2: Yeah. that Mine would be on Gems just cause I saw that uh, again, after I saw it in the theaters and then during quarantine, it's out right now on HBO or Hulu. One of those, not Netflix, but I, yeah. So I was like, yes, I have a chance to like watch it again. And I think Parasites Out Again. So I kinda wanna see that one as well again. And if they release Honey Boy,
1: I love Yes, that's what I've been waiting for. Shia LaBeouf. Here we go.
2: (laughs) That was amazing. That was like I saw it in theaters when it came out and I would wanna see again if Mm -hmm. they release it on a streaming platform.
1: Uh. Yeah.
2: Yes, and shout out to Alma Harrell, director. She's amazing. amazing, And founder
1: of Free the Work, Free the Biz. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, her platform right now is thebomb.com. Like, I love it. Like, I actually signed up for Free the Work just to find more filmmakers and creators to come on my show. And I found at least one on there. Yeah. Yeah, It's just been pretty awesome. It's like a Spotify Right. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I just wanted to say, like, thank you. We
2: we enjoy being the guests for once. This is yeah. really fun, and like, uh, you're a great host, AJ. Thank you so much for having us on.
1: Did you know over 192,000 new podcasts were launched in 2019 and I was one of them. Have you ever wanted to share your opinion but not break the bank? I have just a thing for you, girl. It's called Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch and promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters like myself, already using Buzzsprout to get their message out into the world. Like me, Buzzsprout can't wait to amplify your message. Let's create something great with Buzzsprout. Follow the link in the show notes. Let Buzzsprout know that I sent you, and you can get a twenty-dollar Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan today. All right, all right, all right. Wasn't that great? Just so you guys know, the show was pre recorded some time ago, but be sure to catch up on the new season that was released. And it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. I will also put their website link in the show notes, as well as all their social links so you guys can catch up with them. Can't wait to see what these ladies have in store for the future. Woo-boo! As we move on to uh, announcements before I close, shout out to Taylor and Kukuka for some review love. I appreciate you guys' compliments lately and what you guys have been sending to me. I truly appreciate it. And I also wanna thank you listeners as well. Rather, if you've been commenting on stuff I've been posting, you listen to every episode that I post, you actually go to my website, you send me a little note here and there, you go on the Facebook community, whatever little support that you do, I appreciate it to the 10th power. So thank you there's always more to come. I'm working just like everyone else, but there's always more to come per usual. So now I will let y'all go because AJ is about to go watch Black is King for the umpteenth time. You guys have a good time. Peace. hope you enjoyed this episode of she's so real if you loved it as much as i did head on over rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode new episodes drop every week on thursday i would love to hear more from you on topics you want to hear head to the show notes and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next i can't wait to hang out with you all again soon remember keep it real